it is Christian Taylor, Grace Ambassador. And first off, Happy New Year. Welcome 2022. We're very excited for what this year has in store. For all those that are returning, welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for, for joining us. We're very excited to always have athletes, uh, business leaders just talk about their walk with God and what it's like to live with heaven in view. Um, and for those that are first timers, welcome. Welcome to Heaven to the Yeah. Heaven to the Yeah is a media platform with an online retail presence whose mission is to encourage people around the globe to live with heaven in view. You can view our previous Instagram live recordings on our YouTube channel, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more information about merchandise, blogs, the organizations that we work with, and our Grace Ambassador team, myself, Jordan, and now Erica, on our way to Paris 2024, go to heaventothea.com, and we thank you in advance for your support. This week, I have the pleasure to talk to Daniel Castano, who's a major league pitcher, but more importantly, we like to focus on his Christian lifestyle, how he balances athletics, his faith walk, and now fatherhood. So without further ado, Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Good, man. Thank you for having me. So excited to get to talk about Christ and a little bit of baseball and sports. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, thank you. A little background on Daniel uh, Baylor Bear. So, you know, from, oh, yeah. you know, out of host, out of Austin, um, grew up as an Astros fan. Uh, talk to us, you know, tell us about what it was like to be a, a collegiate athlete, first and foremost. Yeah, man, it was sweet. Uh, being at Baylor is special. It's definitely on the come up right now. Uh, their track and field was actually probably the first thing we ever had to get some notoriety over there. Baseball was actually probably second. And then football's kind of taking charge and kind of leading the way. Um, obviously, basketball is doing well also. So that, that was sweet, man. I really enjoyed my time at Baylor. Um, it's a sweet school that's standing firm on a lot of its Christian values, which I'm pretty proud of um, because – you know, you see a lot of a lot of schools and a lot of institutions nowadays are capitulating with kind of differences in the world and, and their beliefs. So um, even as recently as something like the Christ Christmas statements, um, just keeping it Christ centered was really sweet to see. And kind of just getting little emails here and there is like that's, that, that was encouraging. Um, I wasn't a believer, unfortunately, in college. Um, and, you know. That was obviously not ideal, but Baylor gave the opportunity for students to embrace their faith if they had chosen that or, or if the Lord had changed their heart at that time. Um, I think you're required at Baylor to take two chapels um, and then to take a Christian studies class and a Christian scriptures class, which literally would walk through the whole Bible. So even if you were a believer or not, you were kind of I wouldn't say forced, but required to learn about scripture, which I think is just awesome. Wow, man, that's that's special. I, I give a shout out to Trayvon Barmel, uh, you know, teammate of mine, right. uh, okay. athlete, but also a Baylor uh, bear. And, you know, him mm -hmm. just telling me about the experience. Right. Like I went to the University of Florida and him talking about having okay. to take chapel. That's that's very different for me. Right. Like, right. Uh, you don't expect that, for, especially a D1 program to have right. such a Christian base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely unique. And you can tell they make that even a priority in like who they hire for their next head coach, like our football coach and like our basketball coach. And they're very outspoken about their faith. And I think it brings a special culture to the university. Um, 
you know, it's really unique because it kind of ingrains those Christian mindsets in athletes, you know, as Christian ball players, track stars, whatever, we're supposed to be the hardest workers out there, you know, because we're not working under men, we're working unto the Lord. Mm. Um, and that should separate us in and of itself. You combine those values within an entire team. That's why you, I think you've seen these, you know, our football recruiting class, I don't think it gets much higher than 24th overall, but we'll finish the season in the top 10 a couple times in the last 10 years, maybe four or five times. You know, like, how does that make sense? And I, I definitely think those Christian values um, put in play do help some of the, that work ethic and that mentality and, um, and all that stuff. Come on. That's, that's special. So, so, you told us, uh, you gave a little snippet that, you know, you weren't a believer at the time you were taking all this right. stuff. Um, so that, that would be the next thing, right? So, so give us a little, I guess, guess background backstory about, you know, you finding your faith and, and, you know, being a collegiate athlete, going to a, a, a Christian school, um, right. you know, but, but still having to, to find Christ through this. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you a quick snippet of my testimony real quick, but yeah, please. so grew up in kind of a Christian home went went to some solid churches, some not so much. Um, so I always, my dad always pushed for that Christian kind of school, which is why we, we chose Baylor ultimately out of some other Texas schools. Um, I was very much into the things of the world, into the party scene, into any foolish thing a college student could get into. And even after I got drafted, my friends were like, yo, like you need to make a change in your life. Like you're not going to be able to live like this. Like you're going to either like you're gonna die like something's got to change like you're gonna alcohol something poison you know like who knows so I kind of after I got drafted made this big kind of change on my own where I thought then okay like I'm good like I'm good before the Lord I made this change and I started to see a, a little bit of defeat over sin but then COVID hit in 2020 and I started to fall right back into all these sins that I was like, man, I thought I had the feet over these sins. Like, I thought I was saved. Like, I thought this was it. Like, why? Like, why is this happening to me? Like, is this thing like what's going on, basically? And through that, I met four or five other guys when I got traded over to the Marlins. I got drafted by the Cardinals who were genuine believers. And they started talking through different topics of what a Christian looks like. And one of them was a faithful local church. And they were like, by the way, there's one around the corner here. You should go meet this guy. He's he sometimes comes to minor league chaplain. We sat down, we started talking and uh, he eventually opened up the book of first John for me, which is talks about the practice of righteousness or the practice of lawlessness shows that if you're either of God or it says a child of the devil. And I was like, man, like I go to church on Sunday, but the practice of my life is definitely not that one of righteousness. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. And that was so convicting for me. And I, that's what the Lord used to soften my heart into like to change my heart, ultimately to see my sin rightly, see those changes that I had made in the past were by my own power, which ultimately is no power at all. And then, you know, through the Lord giving me his Holy Spirit, started to have real defeat over sin. Um, and from that kickstart, you know, got plugged into a faithful church. Um, my wife got plugged in through that. The Lord saved her. Like it was wow. really sweet. So, it, and all that to be said, like that first year when I made that worldly change, I went like two and six with like a super high array to like nine and three. And I was like, Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Like 
being a Christian gets me all these benefits, you know? And yeah, the yeah. Next year, the next year I stunk again. And I was like, oh God, like, what do we got? Like, I thought we were, me and you were a team. Like, I'm going to do some good things and you're going to bless me on the field. And he's like, you know, all that was like, no, 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 no. Like, wherever I have you, you're to work heartily unto me if you go one and nine or nine and one. Like, and we're like just called to be faithful regardless. And uh, it's been so sweet. Like, those, four brothers in Christ who are, we stick together like glue, you know, because you know how the locker room can be. And even back to the college scene. And I actually just went to one of the guy's weddings. He just got married and, you know, all these baseball guys are his groomsmen, you know, cause we're all believers. So we share that bond. That's like closer than, than blood almost. So it's been really sweet. That's a quick snippet of it. Yeah. I know it's kind of a lot of time, but it's been really, really unique thing how the man. lord has kind of placed us together man you dropped some dimes on that one i appreciate yeah just your openness and and i mean you talked about accountability partner you know your brotherhood uh you know for me in COVID times like that that was a really difficult time we, we got the olympics postponed and you know all this right. uncertainty and, and i just got this group so trayvon like i like i spoke about you know it was a group of four or five of us just coming together and just being like what does the word say right like let's lean on this right. restraint um, right. So I, I, I'm so glad that you highlighted the importance of that that brotherhood, that community sense, um, mm -hmm. but also that you know almost embracing that mindset of of like a Santa God, right? Like if you right. ask it, or if you become a Christian, then everything's going to be blessed and everything's going to be easy. It's right. like hey, you're going to praise me regardless, right? Like right, right. Do the good and bad. So yeah, thank you for that. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and that that helps me transition to the next thing, right? Like we talk about, especially for athletes that that have. Reese atop, you know, you, you did, I think three years at Baylor, then, you know, got mm -hmm. into the league. Um, right. and, and I think at this moment, your pride can kind of, you know, you can start to feel yourself and Hey, like, oh, you know, sure. I made it right. So how do you right. balance humility or being humbled, um, and, right. and, and not getting too prideful? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, that was like my biggest prayer last year as a newer believer. And like, all these believers were giving me these little booklets, like the root of a lot of sin is pride. I'm like, I, I never really understood that. You know, I never really understood how pride can really be the root of all these different sins. Mm -hmm. And I was continually praying like for the Lord just to humble me and like just to soften my heart. So, you know, because it talks about throughout the Proverbs, you know, a humble man is a wise man. He like takes reproof. Well, you know, he's teachable. Um, and you know, the Lord definitely humbled me last year and it was hard. And I was like, man, I, did I really pray for this? Like, this is hard, you know, and having to be, you know, tested a little bit in the fire to see where I really stood in my faith, which was great for me. You know, first Peter talks a little bit about the testing of your faith and like, it was really sweet. Um, but, but like I said, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's not ideal, but just kind of having that mindset of like, you know, Lord, this this job, you know, is really what it is, is, is for you, you know, like you've given me this ability to be here. Like, um, I guess to a degree, it's a year by year kind of thing to see what he has for me next. And, and that's where I kind of leaned on my brothers too, to kind of keep me accountable. Obviously my time in the word daily is essential to get my mind and my heart, right. You know, or else we're, we're dead without it. Um, and then a great, a great one that the Lord's blessed me with that I, I think I saw you have is a ring is my wife. You know, she yep. keeps me humble real fast. Um, 
and she'll let me know real quick if I'm my head's getting too big or if I'm feeling myself a little bit too much or you know I think I I'm the one who did all all the these great things you know um so that's been sweet just that that combination of all that is is really what kind of keeps me where I need to be to be a good teammate to share the gospel well you know and to be a light for Christ man man you are preaching Daniel and shout out to the wives (laughs) for sure um you know where would we be without them so yeah thank you so much uh for for that gift um, you know, normally uh, in, in, in the intro, I talked about, you know, what it's like. We like to encourage uh, believers, especially young believers, you know, and, and tell them what it takes or what it's like to live with heaven in view. But I mean, you've tapped into the, you know, whether community, daily readings, uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, having a godly wife, um, you know, that just keeps you humble, keeps you grounded. So for you, I would ask, you know, uh, as a grace ambassador, another thing that we like to shine a light on is is God's grace, right? Like receiving a gift that that we don't deserve, um, right. you know, uh, but it was just freely given out of love. What do, what does God's grace mean to you? How do you see that play into your life? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, one of the things we try to incorporate is just to have a thankful heart, you know, like um, the Lord's given me a family. We have a small home, like a roof over our heads, just being thankful for the little things that the Lord has given us. Even, you know, living in a country like the United States, like a, a first world country to a degree, like having food, like having clothes on your back. Like most of the time, that's more than the apostle Paul had, you know what I mean? And yeah. he wrote Philippians while three years in jail. You know what I mean? Like I count it all blessing, you know? And and so it's like, it's sweet, like just to see the, the mercies and the graces that the Lord has shown us, even to most importantly, to save our soul. It's like anything beyond that is just extra. You know what I mean? Even if we just live in affliction this whole time on, on earth, like it, it's not, it's not for loss. Like if, if we were non-believers, then our work would just be in vain because there's no eternal reward for anything we're doing on earth on earth but now everything we do is to honor christ right so everything we do has purpose in it um which is sweet because you know that's i think a lot of people are looking for those gurus or the self-help or psychiatrists to find their purpose you know but but really our purpose is you know god made us to glorify him and it's pretty much as simple as that dang you are dropping it man like (laughs) money quality man i love this this feels holy spirit presence holy spirit inspired man the last thing i got for you um let you go you know we we, like i said we like to share love we like to encourage um those young believers right people that are just getting to know christ might have heard about them might you know uh have friends that are believers but don't know like how to start their walker or you know maybe have been baptized and then it's now what right like are things gonna be easy you know is this gonna get better um you know if you could just give maybe a word of encouragement to, to a young believer that's just starting this journey and, and, you know, like almost how they can, how they can navigate through this time. Yeah. The biggest thing for my wife and I has been the local body, you know, the church is Christ's bride. So like getting plugged into a faithful local body where they preach the word, preferably like we, ours is an expository teaching church. So it's like verse one, chapter one, work your way down. And that's the only way like we found real growth in our marriage and our walk with Christ over pride, over any sin that I struggle with, which are many. Um, but 
the local body and just leaning on them. You know, my wife had a big trial recently and she had four or five or six ladies already reaching out to her immediately. She's spending time with them, their kids, you know, they're pouring into us on parenting stuff. And, and that's where, you know, you get that core, that beginning, that, that base with the local body, obviously through God's word, all that stuff. And then, you know, when you do go to your platform, your sports world is to be different because you're supposed to look different than the world. You're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. But, you know, love your teammates and serve them well. You know, you, you don't capitulate and you don't follow them in sin by any means, but you look for anything you can to serve them. We That pastor I was telling you about used to play baseball. And there was this story of a guy ran, like we have to run all the way out to these fields and cleats and it's like half a mile or more. And when you do it every day on the concrete, your shins start to get real tight. And one of the guys forgot his running shoes. So he ran all the way out there on cleats. And he was like, he was like, oh man, I forgot my running shoes. He's like, you forgot your shoes? And he's like, yeah. And he just took off running, ran all the way back inside, picked up the guy's shoes and ran all the way back out and gave it to him. And he was like, what? Like no one does stuff like that. Yeah. And that's obviously an extreme thing, but like just to serve those guys well, and then look for opportunities to share the gospel when appropriate um, would be my, the couple of encouragements that I would give that have been helpful for me. So good, man. Daniel, thank you so much for this. Really, really, we, we appreciate it from heaven to the air. Chris and Taylor, myself, man, I, I really appreciate that brother. Um, and thank you everyone else for tuning in. We look forward to seeing uh, what this, this year, what this season has in store for you. Um, we wish you all the best and, and stay healthy, brother. Yeah, man. So cool. You're all are doing. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been really sweet. Thank you. Heaven to the air family. Don't forget to check out heaven to purchase swag merchandise that are going to help support our missionaries, our children's globally. Have a blessed week and thank you so much. Don't forget to live with heaven in view. See you next week. Yeah, yeah. Sing with me. Heaven to the air.